So we have a we have a really interesting gospel here, and there's a lot going on. And raise your hands if, when you hear this one, you find yourself maybe a little bit discouraged, a little bit discouraged. Okay. Yeah. So the there's a lot of discouragement here, right? And the, even even the passage itself points that out. The disciples themselves are discouraged when they when they hear this the rich young man is himself discouraged when he hears this and so i just kind of want to give my particular interpretation of what jesus is saying here there's a blueprint i think for the way that god gives us to have a relationship with him and to go to heaven, frankly, to be saved. And Jesus talks about it, and he starts off with the commandments. And so we think about how God started his relationships with human beings. And we believe that historically, as a matter of historical fact, God started a relationship with the people of Israel in the year roughly... 1800, right, with Abraham. And we, we would say Abraham was a historical figure from around that time, and God started this relationship with him. And eventually this relationship with Abraham and his descendants continued to grow, and we call that the Old Covenant. And there are different stages in this development of God's relationship with humanity and his restoration of his relationship with us as human beings. Because after the original sin, we believe this as Catholics, after the original sin, we would say the gates of heaven were closed. Jesus had to come and take care of that for us. And so God forms these covenants and he slowly starts to teach his people, who would then go on to teach the rest of the world, eventually, he teaches his people, this is how you live a good life. And he starts with the basics. He starts with the Ten Commandments. These are kind of what are listed by the rich young man. That's the beginning. That's the beginning. It's just these basic commandments. But the life of God that Jesus offers us, what Jesus came to do when God became a human being, in the person of Jesus Christ. He offered more than just us being capable of getting to heaven in the future. Jesus wants all of us to experience heaven now. And we're all capable of that as baptized Catholics. That's our privilege. Is at the moment of all of our baptism, every single person in this church Jesus comes to dwell in us. And now we know as kids, we have a sense of God's presence in our lives as, as kids. Because we're still pure and innocent. And we haven't tarnished that image of God 
and that presence of Jesus, because sin does that. Sin tarnishes. And it kind of blocks us from experience God, experiencing God and experiencing heaven on earth. We're meant to live with one foot in heaven and one foot here on earth. Sin distorts that. Slowly, we can move away from God. And the way that we move away from God is by filling that thing inside of us that is made for Jesus, his personal dwelling place in all of us. You ever hear that term, God-shaped whole? The idea behind that, that phrase, it's a helpful phrase, means that all of us are made for God. And we all have this deep thing inside of us that is a place for us to be with God. It's the deepest thing inside of us. It's the most sacred space as human beings. And we can fill that thing, that God-shaped hole, let's call it, with tons of stuff. And that's what Jesus is trying to get at here in the Gospel. Not just material wealth. Now, just so everybody knows, we are, and I'm speaking for probably 99.5% of the people in this church right now, we as modern Americans in 2021 are the wealthiest people that have ever existed in human history. Which is crazy to think about. Regardless of where we're at on the economic ladder, if generally speaking, even the poor in 2021, maybe not the destitute, the poor, which are, we do have in this country, but generally speaking, most of the population is the richest people who have ever lived in human history. There's studies that have been done on this. As modern Americans right now, we have the capacity to fill that God-shaped hole with so many things that don't belong there. That's what Jesus is talking about. He is talking about material wealth, but he's not just talking about material wealth. Material wealth tends to be one of the main things that we can fill that hole with. But there's other things, too. We can fill that hole that's made for Jesus, that's made to be open and vulnerable for Jesus. We can fill that with noise all the time, where we're just constantly turning on the radio, watching TV, all the different noises that in 2021 we have, computers and technology and social media, all these things, they're filling that void. We can fill it with different vices, of course. That would be on the worse end. So the noise and the technological distractions are kind of on one side, and then on the other side, we can fill that God-shaped hole with actual sins. Gluttony, over-drinking, drug use, lust, overindulgence, and whatever the thing might be, hyperfixation on status, which can kind of turn into envy or jealousy, 
All those things, we can put our careers in that place and our ambitions, anything. Those things are ways that we fill ourselves so we don't have to feel the vulnerability of being poor. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And so what Jesus is encouraging this rich young man to do is to get rid of all the distractions and actually be happy with him. Because this is why it's difficult. This is why it's difficult for all of us to get rid of the things that are, let's call them, artificial consolations. The reason it's difficult is because once we take those things away, whatever that thing is, whenever we, once we take that thing away, then we have to wait in dependence for Jesus to answer that longing of the heart, that throbbing of the heart. And that is made manifest in a lot of different ways, but that's like a, that's like a holy pain that God wants us to entrust to him and wait for him to answer in some form or another. That could come as loneliness. It could kind of feel like a loneliness or an emptiness. Another thing you could call that is poverty. Some of the saints call that misery. To expose that before Jesus, that holy, holy spot deep inside of us, And that's how we actually, ironically, become rich. That's how we become happy. Because the things of this world are incapable, as we all know, everybody here knows this, of giving us what we actually want. And that's why we always have that feeling of what's next. We could experience the greatest ecstasy possible. We get the new promotion, we get the new job, we get the next pleasure, whatever the case may be. And we still have that thing inside of us that is, what's next? That's a holy longing. It's good to feel it. And that should make us uncomfortable. So everybody in here is uncomfortable in this gospel. The rich young man, the apostles. It's okay to be uncomfortable. And, you know, we're not necessarily capable of giving up all these artificial consolations, let's say, ourselves. And all the things that I've spoken about, by the way, are not bad in and of themselves. It's just when they take an inordinate spot in our heart. That's what I'm speaking of. Um, All those things aren't necessarily bad. But we can't do it ourselves, so we ask Jesus to help us do it. That's where Jesus' response is. He says, children, it's, it's, it's hard to enter the kingdom of God. But he says, and then they were astonished, and then they say, who can be saved? And he says, for human beings it's impossible, but not for God. All things are possible for God. So that's where we just put it in the Lord's hands as children. We want to be little small. We want to be children. And we just want to beg God to take care of our needs. All these these needs we have in our heart. And to just teach us. It's really as simple as that. It's as simple as being a child 
and depending on the Lord Jesus. That's poverty of heart, which actually makes us happy and fulfilled. Jesus, we ask you to give us poverty of spirit. Help us to be poor and to have faith that you work miracles and that all things are possible through God. Help us to not be discouraged by our own sins and the different ways that we distract ourselves and and silence that deep longing for you. Help us to learn to be comfortable in silence. Help us to live in a way where we live in reality and not some kind of little universe that we create for ourselves, little comfortable universe. Help us to be poor, to live a deep interior life, to have freedom. We ask you for all these graces, Lord. Give us encouragement as you gave the rich young man, as you looked at him with love. Thank you for looking at all of us with love, regardless of where we're at. We ask all these things through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And let us just take a few moments in silent prayer, just to whatever's on our heart, just to bring before Jesus.